strangers it has been so long you guys yeah since you've last heard from it's us. been so long we're not even going to discuss how long it's been i mean yeah although we can talk about how a lot of it has to do with a microphone malfunction that we still don't understand Mm-mm. and so, it's it kind of like functioned after it ghosting. still works it just doesn't work yeah. it's like a software i don't know um, all we know it's is that a white woman me. touched it and then it stopped working. So. Yep, that's exactly what happened, actually. That's not even a lie. So, yeah. <laughs> um, um, I'm Will. Avi, and this is Carolyn. If this is the first time listening, welcome yeah. to Snatched. We're a podcast that are aiming to uh, record every couple of weeks. I mean, you know, we record when we get the chance to record. Exactly. We cut up. You know, we just Mm -hmm. hang out. Like, literally, I feel like we hang out more now than we record, probably. Because it's Mm -hmm. like, recording has to happen in a particular place, and we're not always in that place when we hang out. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, Both a a figurative and literal place. Listen. But also, like, we're out here living our lives, Mm -hmm. you know? Did I tell you that I've been trying to live, like, a a few months of, like, you know, Shonda Rhimes' Year of Yes sort of thing? Yes, I remember this. That's why you went on that boat party with me. That's why I went on that boat party with you, and that's why I went to that second show Mm -hmm. in Philly. So, for those who don't know, which is mostly all probably, unless we're Facebook friends, because I don't shut up about it, um, Mm. I had essentially what I'm calling eight days of Harry Styles over the last couple of weeks, Um, and that consisted of, I went to Houston on the 7th. Is the 7th? Yeah, July June, June 7th. 7th. Yes. yes. I am currently wearing a shirt from the concert, mm-hmm. if that tells you anything. Um, so yeah. who's, who's who's Harry Styles? I was about to say Jerry Styles. Who's I Harry Styles? Did. Okay, so I've talked about One Direction before. He is basically, like, the personality of One Direction in many ways. Like, most people who, you know, you say One Direction to will be like, I don't know, I think I've heard of, like, Harry, right? Like, I think that's I, most I people's reaction. Well, that's been most people's reaction in my For experience. me, it's Zane. Well, you know. That's how I felt, too. Yeah. But, you know, other people, they be paying attention. And honestly, I was a Zane girl for a long time. But Harry's album pretty much destroyed Zane's chance. Of- Zane didn't perform. I mean, his second, sh- the his second about- album wasn't good, right? I mean, honestly, it's not even that his work isn't it's like his work is fine you Mm -hmm. know and I just feel like he has such a nice voice Mm -hmm. and he okay dog Maul's out here making all that noise um and um I think he went the easy route of like you know radio R&B yeah and it's just kind of meh Azalea Banks said it right like he's trying to like go into like this black hip-hop scene which Mm -hmm. is what a lot of like white boy band boys do that like jump into hip-hop like Justin Timberlake did it I don't know enough to remember and let's be clear Zayn isn't like just a white boy no but still right and it's just like you should stick to what you know Mm -hmm. because I remember some of the melodies in his first album which had like hints of Middle Eastern kind of tonality so I was like this is really interesting you should explore that more 
But then I I've also it. heard some people who speak Urdu talking about the song that he did that was in the language, and they were like, A, it wasn't even, like, lyrics that made any sense. Right. B, his accent was awful. So, you know, I don't know if that is his lane. Yeah. Who knows what his lane is? I mean, so he's also, of Indian was always Pakistani. Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was projecting, like, um, I don't know, Kazakhstan onto him for some reason. That's... But hella random yeah it is I dig it but uh okay wow yeah why doesn't he fucking do that I don't know I'm so sick of these yeah uh, but you know I mean hey I he's mm. still young he could still find his way I just think think he's wasting his voice Harry Styles stayed in his quote unquote lane listen here's the thing about Harry and I'm gonna compare him to compare him to Niall who is another member of One Direction because Niall is the perfect example of someone who went solo and stayed in their lane whereas Zayn super didn't you know Mm -hmm. like Niall he's out here making like slightly more soulful Ed Sheeran music Mm -hmm. and you know I can't stand Ed Sheeran but I love Niall's album it's so good Mm -hmm. Harry on the other hand is like a blender full of all of the greatest music that is just spitting out like really cool stuff mm-hmm. that's only gonna get better. Mm-hmm. I you told know? myself I was gonna try and listen to a song of his before we recorded, and I completely I am forgot. So annoyed with you. No, we're literally pausing right no, the fuck now. I really cannot. No, you know, it no, is I'm a just, three minute song. I know I'm just going to be in a place where like hearing a white voice is just not going to be. Okay, where that's I need fair. To be. That's fair. Yeah, I will continue. But I believe you when you say he's. Lyrically and acoustically, a I mean, just so gifted, yeah. And you know how I am about music, Mm -hmm. like with my choir nerd history. I be out here like that bitch can't even keep a tune. What the hell kind of Mm -hmm. whack ass melody is this? You know. And (laughs) have you seen that meme of Whitney Houston reading the fuck out of uh, I forget who it was, Paula Abdul? She was like, the bitch (laughs) is off key on the recorded song. Okay. Listen, that's what I be saying about Taylor Swift all the time. It's like, Oof. so why are y'all paying her money, though? Mm-hmm. Because I have yet to hear her complete an entire song without being horrifically off-key. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Let alone really. her performances. And, like, when I say off-key, like, because to me, when someone is flat even a little bit, I can hear that shit. And I'm just like, uh-uh, no, that's a hard pass. Harry Styles has the voice of an angel. Okay? Mm-hmm. It has body. It has layers. Mm-hmm. It has flexibility and range. I mean, he can go real high. You know, he can do that, like, slightly deeper, huskier tone. Mm-hmm. Um, can do, like, the screams and the, you know, like, slightly more rock elements thrown in there. But he also has a very, like, I would say he has a very, like, David, young David Bowie, like, a little bit of Prince thrown in there. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of Stevie Nicks mixed in Mm -hmm. you know just like really fucking cool people Mm -hmm. right or just like i think what he's been influenced by and his fashion style is what i've always referred to as like if you're really fashionable great aunt died and left you her wardrobe Mm -hmm. i mean isn't it Mm -hmm. it's just it's legend that i live every single time Mm -hmm. the boots i mean he's known for his high heel boots and they are glorious every time. It does every remind me of clips of that show from the 80s I would see called Dallas. 
where it was just like high. <laughs> it was what RuPaul's Drag Race is basically. Interesting. Just like, like high femme. Yeah. High. Yes. Exactly. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I would say Harry looks a little more androgynous. Yeah, he doesn't wear makeup as, as severely. Not as much. Yeah. A drag queen or no, but no, not at all. But like, I, I would say he does occasionally have makeup. Um, mm. And, you know, his aesthetic is very, like, sort of 70s brocade a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, so what was the... Da- not Dallas. What was the Houston show like? Yeah, so... Oh, I didn't even finish saying that. Yeah, so I went to a Houston show, and then a week later... See, this is what interrupting me. Mm-hmm. A week later, I went to see him again in Philadelphia. So the Houston show was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was with Delara and Jeff. Basically a big group of us bought tickets like the tickets you know we bought these a year ago like i'm pretty sure you could listen to an episode a year ago and hear me talk about how excited i was that i had bought I mean, tickets for really this could have been the last time we recorded <laughs> you ain't shit he's lying uh, we definitely recorded right before christmas didn't we gosh it's almost july though okay but that's not last year this time <laughs> listen oh, anyway um yeah, so mm-hmm. I was just fucking psyched. So we all, it was like nine of us who were at the concert, um, but Jeff Delar and I had slightly better seats. Mm-hmm. And, oh my God, it was transcendent in a way that I was not expecting. Like, Delar mm-hmm. and I, because, you know, there was so much screaming, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I had realized how much the energy of the One Direction fandom depended on, like, Harry's energy. You know, Mm -hmm. because his energy is just this very positive, inclusive, um, like interested energy. And you just feel it in the fandom, you know, like Mm -hmm. being in both concerts, like being in the audience was like really fascinating because, you know, me, I'm an ethnographer on the inside. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I ran into like a mom. She looked like she was maybe in her mid 30s and her nine year old daughter in the bathroom. And they were just like fangirling together you know just like oh my god i hope he does this oh my god wouldn't it be so cool if he you know Mm -hmm. and they're both just like grinning ear to ear um there were two moms sitting behind me who were like yeah we brought our daughters for the concert but like their daughters definitely had worse seats than they did wow and shade uh, okay (laughs) wow and one of them told me that her mother had asked her why on earth she was going to see a 24-year-old boy sing. And she had replied, Mother, he is a 24-year-old man. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. So this is like next level, you know? That's not the kind of shit that your average person... Like, do you have... Like, can you think of more than a few people who you feel that way about? Um, As far as artists go? Yeah. Um, like Beyonce is probably up there for a lot of people. For a lot of people, yeah. I mean, the ones that are great that have died, yeah. I was like that around about real. Prince, but you know, yeah, R.I.P. right, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing for me. It's like, like I actually said at one point after the concert, if all I have to live for is a lifetime of new music from Harry Styles, because he's only gonna get better. Mm-hmm. I could be okay. Not wood. Can y'all stop doing this shit? Why is everybody doing this? You don't have to knock on wood if you don't wish a bitch dead in the first place. <laughs> Honestly, just, the amount of people of the time recently musicians' sophomore albums tank is just like so common. Wow. So all I'm saying is mm. the music he's put out since his album has been great. So mm. I'm a fan. 
But yeah, it was just really beautiful being in the audience. And, you know, he would say things like, um, be whoever you want to be, like, dance how you want to dance, sing how you want to sing, etc. Like, Mm -hmm. and there's always, when he says the, you know, we talk about what makes you beautiful, which is, like, the most saccharine song in One Direction history. And he, like, basically queers it. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, it's, like, redone. And he, like, runs around the stage just, like, dancing around with the pride flag and the trans pride flag. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all very beautiful, you know. Um, at the Philadelphia awesome. show, he actually grabbed a flag from the audience that said, Make America Gay Again. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was real cute. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you I found the girl on Twitter and she was just like, oh my God. <laughs> no, that's I'm awesome. the one who had the flag. <laughs> just like a picture of the flag up on her wall after that night. Just like, Harry Styles had my flag. It was amazing. I was living. <laughs> I saw once somebody, uh, somebody's Twitter profile was like, the uh, name, age, Beyonce touched my left hand at a concert once. That's hilarious. <laughs> Listen, I would be saying that shit too. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, there's another girl from that concert who, her profile says, um, Harry Styles played Tinder for me. Because mm. she basically like yelled up at the stage like, hey, I'm looking for a girlfriend. And he was like, oh, all right, well, tell me a little about yourself, you know? And I was just like, Mm -hmm. oh, everybody, she goes to Columbia. This is a smart girl right here, you know? Mm -hmm. Just like, other requirements, like, must be a fan of Harry. And you're Mm -hmm. just like, oh, that's very sweet, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, must also like girls, obviously. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it was just so cute. That's wonderful. It was just like, oh, this little 19-year-old just like... Tell us the story about the little boy. Oh, my God, yeah. So that happened at the Houston show. And that basically was... um, This little kid had been given tickets by his mom for the concert. Mm -hmm. I guess she probably bought them, like, forever ago. But she gave it to him on his birthday, which had been, like, two months before. And so I guess Harry found out somehow early on. Because, you know, he'd be like that. Mm -hmm. And, um... So he just called him out and said, you know, Daniel, thank you so much for being here and celebrating mm. your birthday with me. Um, you know, I really appreciate it. And then in the middle of his sentence, it's like, oh, no, Daniel just started crying. Uh-huh. You know, because I guess Daniel was just overwhelmed by the emotions mm-hmm. of being addressed directly by Harry. And so Harry was just like, you know, you know what, though? <sighs> Excuse me. Wow. We're going to keep that. <laughs> that was great. Um, that Topo Chico. <laughs> hey. Um... But yeah, Harry was just like, let me give you some advice. Crying is very manly. And being vulnerable is very manly. So mm-hmm. you are being a very strong man right now. And the whole place just like wept a little bit simultaneously, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it was really wild. Uh, what was the other one that was really great that you reminded me of? Um, from the Houston show yeah. or from the Philly show well so the other great moment from the Philly show was when like this one girl just yelled like do you have any water and he was like yeah I guess and just like tossed a bottle of water into the crowd for her and I, and they all were just like ah, yeah, you know losing mm-hmm. their shit and then he was like anything else my loves and everybody fainted <laughs> yeah that'll do it yeah man it was absolutely incredible um, to behold um, you were with, you went the first time with Delara and the mm-hmm. second time with your sister. Yep. Um, your sister, this was also, not to 
put her out on blast. I mean, she I This was her first stadium concert, yep. right? Yeah. So, uh, that's a pretty remarkable moment. I know. She's, like, a full-grown adult. I know. Um... I mean, because, you know, Christians don't be doing that kind of shit. So, all my That's friends true. would do that stuff a bit much younger than me. Um, well, not not my friend. Like, all my friends now did that stuff younger than mm. me. Like, the friends when I was a kid who did get to go to concerts, it was like, are you serious? That's so cool. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was not common amongst our people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she was, like, trying to underplay how excited she was. You know, just like, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be fun. But, you know, I don't get too worked up. And I was just like, bitch, I can tell you as someone who has already attended said concert that you're going to lose your fucking mind and I will record it when it happens. And sure enough, she sure did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, sh- I showed you that video, right? Of her just being like, yes, Harry. I think, yeah. Sing. <laughs> and um, she was on the way there. You were telling me that she was just like. I'm going to, like, remain calm until I have a reason to exactly. go ape shit, Which is, like, not at all how most stadium concerts are entered. Like, Thank you. Most people are, like, already on peak ape shit level yeah. by the time they get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, to be fair, when I went to the Houston one, I, like, was walking past the outside and I was, like, super excited because I saw a dog standing outside that was like working security and one of the security people saw my face and was just like are you super excited about the concert and I, or super excited yeah about this and i was like yes and delara was like she was talking about the concert not the dog and i was like oh well because the dog was amazing mm-hmm. but also super excited about the concert like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know priorities yeah. yeah it was really such a great time i just you know, in general, I feel like if anyone's going to manage not to stumble and turn into a shit show, it might be Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. Because he's just, like, good people, you know? Mm-hmm. Or seems like good people. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, cares about inclusivity and, like, works to make sure that LGBTQ children... Like, so his one of his shirts um, that he's doing for his tour, uh, the proceeds go to... Uh, organization that basically makes schools safe for LGBTQ children. Mm. Um, you know, things like that. It's like, mm-hmm. I feel like he's 24, he's already doing shit. How many white boys do you know who are at even even close to that useful at 24? Zero. Okay. Actually, it's the negative number. Okay. Yeah. So, not only useful, but also excellent taste and mm-hmm. a, the voice of an angel. Y'all are all gonna feel sorry when he is the next great thing and y'all are like yeah i mean i don't listen to radio uh somehow i have not really heard any of his music and i know that one song from one direction the beautiful one what makes you beautiful yeah that's deeply hilarious Um, but i mean you say that his stadium concert was sold out and there were like fifteen thousand people there yeah, in Philly. In Philly? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was probably more in Houston. Houston actually wasn't completely full. Really? Yeah, it was kind of surprising. Huh. I think a lot of scalpers managed to get tickets at the Houston I concert. I see. I see. Yeah, um, I wish him the best, mostly because the last time you raved about a white boy on this show it was Justin Timberlake. Okay, first of all, it wasn't a rave. It was an explanation of why black women love mm. d- Justin Timberlake. So. I feel like that love was like transplanted onto Drake. 
Yo, that's real though. I actually am totally with you there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I believe it. Without that makes a lot of sense. Without knowing too much, but I feel like Yeah. But now Drake is occupying a weird moment. I don't really care about him, but like after he got did you hear about that? Uh, Pusha T diss track. Yeah, I heard about it, but let me tell you something. That's the moment I knew I was old because I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, I want to hear what Drake Every was going to respond. Every new development came but... out. They were like, "Listen to the diss track that he." And I'm like, I really don't care. Mm, I'm old I school. I want to hear exactly the, what he wants listen, to say. The Drake and Meek Mill beef. I listened to all of that shit. I mm-hmm. was like, was you know. This, I'm like, I must really be old because I do not give a fuck how this goes. I don't want to hear none of these songs. Hear who says what about who. That was like two years like, ago. Yeah, exactly. 2015. Hmm. And now look at me. 2017. 18. 2018. Jesus. See? Yeah. I hear that though. I'm too old. I ain't got time. Um. Well, good. Uh, is there any other thing yeah. about Harry Styles? Oh yeah, why? Um, I mean, I was gonna ask like about how do you reconcile standing for a white guy, mm. but I think we kind of covered that. Yeah. Um, I think. Listen, you know me. You have far more white friends than I do. Do I though? Listen, I want you to think real hard about your life. I have and like, be honest with yourself. I have. No, I don't think that's true. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? I'm not talking about just in Austin. I'm talking about across your Um, life. You know, I do have, like, a group of my harem of, like... Right, of course. Seven guys. See? Is that and those more are people than who you, like, trust completely? Yes. See, I don't... I, there is literally no white people on the list of people I trust completely. They're also, like, not... <laughs> they're not, like, waspy white. They're, like, Jews and white-passing Latinos. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that's how See, I reckon with out it. out here shading me. So I'm saying. I'm yeah. I'm just approving white people left and right. So, you know. But just, this is also... And to be clear... Off of a One Direction tip, which was how many students... How many... Wow, students. How many kids were in that group? Five. Okay. Yeah. That's five. And I guess Zayn is technically uh, no longer brown. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and listen, I was a Zayn girl till the day he left, until long after the day he left the group, really. It was mm-hmm. very sad. It was very heartbreaking. Um, but, you know, then Harry started showing out. Basically, what happened was their last album they put out was without Zayn. And I was like, well, bitch, if Harry did not step up to take the spot that Zayn left open mm-hmm. vocally, oh my god. So I was ready mm-hmm. for, as soon as like Side of the Times came out, like I still remember Delara and I sitting on a ca- on her couch together listening to the song. What is that? His first single, solo oh. single. And we just sat there listening to it just like, he's, he's into the void. He's so young, but he's in the void just like us. Mm-hmm. He understands. Like, literally, so that song, Sign of the Times, is his debut song, and it's about, it's written from the point of view of a mother who has just given birth, um, but is, like, in the process of dying from that, basically, and is, like, oh. singing to her child. Oh, wow. That's it's pretty morbid. It's shit. I told you, fam! Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like, okay. he, the way I like to put it is Harry Styles is in the void, but... 
whereas everything in the void is darkness, he actually brings some light to it, mm-hmm. which is seems impossible. Well, good. I hope this next album. I hope the rest of his. I hope he has uh, an excellent long concert career. goes well. The, the tour yeah. goes well because he's touring for a while longer. Um. No. Well, not too much longer. This is the tail end. He mm. finishes in like three weeks, I think. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So. You know, hopefully it all goes to a success yep. and dovetails nicely into a second album. Exactly. I also just feel like, you know, he's one of those people who seems like he was born to perform. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and like in the One Direction documentary actually said like, I plan to be out here, you know, on stage just like singing till I'm old and gray like Keith Richards. So, Ooh. yeah. Well, like, I mean, well, hey. that is the fate most white people have to look forward to, so. Right, though? <laughs> I agree. It was um, your eight days. A lot of money to get to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. but I have no regrets because literally at the end of the Houston concert, I could not stop smiling. Like, mm-hmm. I was just sitting there, like, I actually feel high on life right now. Mm-hmm. And I always thought people were crazy when they said that shit. So, yeah. I mean, the real honesty is that Austin would never make us feel that way. Never, ever, ever. No. Okay? And that's why we gotta get out of here. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna sign my, re-sign my lease, and hopefully this is the last lease I sign in Austin, Texas. Okay. (sighs) I hope I, well, I've been saying, I plan to leave this place May or June, if I have to, 2019. Hmm. I don't care. What I gotta do, but me and my degree are getting on a plane and getting the fuck out. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess after what we talk about next, <laughs> that will make a lot more sense. Yeah. To a lot of well, folks. I mean, so basically, a lot of people are feeling that right now. You don't have as much like firsthand experience with the way people are feeling because you mm-hmm. are no longer in the English department. In the English department, yeah. So would you like to <laughs> do the honors? Because I've been talking a lot and yeah. I think this is particularly relevant and fun for you. Yeah. Um so it came out a few weeks ago. Let me actually pull up the article since yeah. we're talking about it. I will too because um, it's glorious. It's um what's the name of it? Um, well, the website is Splinter News, and the article is called... Well, let me not say it without having it actually up. Yeah, because this is all super important for context. Yeah, it is. Um, so there was a professor... Was, I wish, was... Listen, don't get ahead of yourself. Right. First, let's talk about the article that came out. It's called, In Academia... Professors coming on to you is on the syllabus. And it came out on Splinter News on the 8th of June. So just a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And it's written by... By Jessica Luther and Dan Solomon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Yeah, this um, is an interesting case. And it's an investigative journalist. Which, honestly, can we just talk about how refreshing it is to see... A piece of journalism that was well thought out, right? That really took its time to mm-hmm. develop a story and a narrative that yep. like makes sense, to parse has facts. The yes. Oh my god. So start. Let's start with telling the whole story because mm-hmm. that's the name of the article, and the article is about how professors like to sleep with their students, mm-hmm. but it's really about 
the UT English department. Yeah. So. So this all kind of escalated um, toward this story when Jen Chaplin, who was a graduate student in the English department at UT, um, had published an, a kind of creative piece inspired by her um, sexual relations with the professor named Cole Hutchinson, mm-hmm. uh, who's an assist- associate professor in the English department. Um, Cole, at that time, was um, like up and coming and uh, basically set to become the uh, next chair for the department. Yeah. And um, at the time, set to become the next graduate advisor. Right. This is back in 2011. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, so he was still, wow, because, okay, I remember he just became the graduate advisor in like 2016, 2015. Right. Yeah. Um, and so she basically talked about in that op ed, um, maybe I should, maybe I should kill, I believe it was called. Um, the the kind of creative piece that she published. Um, this is why I don't say titles because I don't want to play myself. Um, but it was a great piece, and it's behind a paywall anyway. But it was oh, published in a creative writing journal. Maybe I just needed to kill. Sorry, mm. in the uh, the Arkansas International, and she talks about like the sh- uh, the feeling of getting um, basically flirted with by Cole and then the preceding interactions that they had that led to them becoming alone, Mm -hmm. which eventually led to a consensual sexual relationship. But of course, this is all under, you know, the... The uh, power differentials of academia. Where he is in a good position to basically say whether or not she gets certain kinds of money and resources. Well, not only that, because he wasn't so at the time, but at the time he was teaching, team teaching... Um, 384k professional outcomes which is a class that every graduate student in the English department is required to take um, and at the time was required in your second in the fall of your second year mm-hmm. um, and so she was taking this class from him and another professor in the department and so that in the process of teaching that class was when the emails of him being, you know, flirting mm-hmm. with her. Right, over, uh, you know, using her writing as a kind of uh, stand-in for, yeah. you know, his smittenness with her. Right. Um, the whole thing is so disgusting. It's like, really yuck. It's, I don't even know if I can properly describe the disgust with which one feels reading that creative piece. I know. And everything else that's put into this uh, journal. To, the part um, that I think really sticks article. out in this article, though is the way that, like, he said things to her about her writing being, like, a dream, and that he was smitten with it. Um, You know, consider me quite smitten with your critical credo. Um, And when she replied to him, she addressed him as Dr. Hutchison. Mm -hmm. So that is a clear attempt on her part to maintain the professional decorum Mm -hmm. here. Right. So it's not even like she was like, oh my God, he's giving me an opening. It's about to happen. No. Like, he continued mm-hmm. to address her in said ways. And, but he still went on to say, like, I'm looking forward to seeing you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, she was flattered. And this says here that she asked if she could call him Cole. Uh, he said, I wish you would. Dr. Hutchinson makes me worry that I may be called upon to make house calls. Yeah. Which is just so nat. Oh. Isn't it just, doesn't it make your skin crawl? It's like exactly the kind of shit that 
assholes say. Yeah. And people are like, he was always so charming. Right? Like, you... You just... Ugh, this is so gross. And, I'm, yeah. and I know, I think... I think one has to resist the, the fact that, like, well, it was consensual, so, like, therefore, you know, there's, like, blurred lines. Well, and here's the thing. The article discusses how, um, you know, he, they had a means to talk about whether he would be on her master's thesis, and it was awkward, um, and she sort of was confused about why, and so basically asked that, you know, they draw a line mm-hmm. in the sand, um, and then later, they ended up, you know, mm-hmm. kissing, etc., and had their consensual relationship. But um, in the report that was released after the investigation that has been ongoing for the last few months, um, it is stated that, well, let me not speak for people, but it's made relatively clear that for her, she hadn't realized there was really a problem or a relationship that could get in the way of him being on her thesis committee until he said that was awkward. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is all very one-sided. Right. What I'm saying. Right. So this is like the start of where it start. This relationship starts to affect her professional career. Right. And, you know... Not, and it just goes on from there. Not that I would want him anywhere near my professionalization. Okay. Let me just say this. But I know I other people feel differently. I have heard rumors and have seen things over the years that have convinced me that it is in my best interest to not put any professional, well, hopes on associating with him. Let's put it that right. way. I prefer to use the avoidance technique, Um, Mm -hmm. but it's really just kind of, it really sticks out to you how everyone's talking about consensual, right? Like, and everyone defines consensual here as two adults. Right. And, you know, I'm not saying that it's our job necessarily to police people's sexual relationships, but I also do think that... Considering that academia spends all of its fucking time talking about power and Mm -hmm. the ways in which different identity politics or communities or kingdom, etc. use power to its own ends, don't you think maybe it would make sense to consider that when deciding what constitutes the consensual relationship Mm -hmm. between a teacher and their immediate student? Because frankly... I don't consider that accessible in any way, shape, or form. Right. It's funny that the one of the first things any graduate student reads is Foucault, who only I talks know. about power. About fucking... Listen, but I didn't then... want to be too on the nose, <laughs> but I was thinking exactly that. You know. The I... first thing they make you you fucking read mm-hmm. is that book. And then you or have to... In history of sexuality. You have to go through the journey. It's like, do I include Foucault? Like, right. Like, why do my fucking... Like, give me the black people. Like, who are the Listen, fuck? that was me years ago. I was like, I don't care about none of these white yeah. men. So, bye. Um, but yeah, it's just... So yeah, the, the idea of... The, um, the idea of a consensual relationship existing between people who... Because it's not even like, oh, it's your boss at work. Right. Where there's like an HR department. This is fucking academia, where a professor who hates you can literally ruin your entire career trajectory. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. the idea that we're all just sitting here like, oh, but you know, love, 
fuck emotions, okay? Yeah. How about you keep your shit in your pants and mm-hmm. you, like, jerk off at home by yourself mm-hmm. if you really like your students that much? Just, like, at because least pretend this is a meritocracy for pretend. once. At least you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, how hard is it, really, to not fuck your students? Right there. That shouldn't be a rhetorical question. I know. But then I think this later on in this um, article, they talk about how some of these like uh, folks that are coming to the aid of a position like Cole or Cole in specific, mm-hmm. talking about how that sexual tension between graduate students and professors right. is almost necessary toward the development yeah, all of, those article, of academic I professionalization. I loved how they pulled out articles where like academics were saying like these even a woman, a female academic saying that the erotic tension Mm -hmm. is necessary to academic production. And let me tell you, from my perspective... I've never once been horny when thinking about my work. There's been zero interest in making the writing erotic or Or having an erotic experience with the professors. Are you insane? I don't even want to be friends with my professors on Facebook. I don't mind that. They're, they don't do much. I don't oh, girl, I have boundaries. No. I'm like, yeah, I need to be able to say whatever the fuck I want. I don't need y'all out of here. But yeah. then, you know, who knows who's listening to this right yeah. now? Yeah. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shit. Hi, Cole. But, okay, <laughs> listen. Yeah, we I heard. I can't wait to see you at the fall. Yeah, yours, uh, yours in anti-racist party. pedagogy, ho. Yours in anti-racist yeah. pedagogy. Yeah, so what we're saying is that the English department here at UT has been embroiled in shit behavior on the part of shitty men for a number of years now. And it has finally come to a head in that there was an investigation into Cole Hutchison himself specifically. Mm -hmm. And of course, as happens with tenured professors, you know, his punishment is that he is no longer teaching graduate classes and is no longer in the pipeline to be the next chair. Right. Well, yeah. So basically... As punishment for being a predator, you get to do less work. Right. No pay cut, less work, and institutional memory is really embedded in the people who are there. Exactly. Give it a couple cycles. I was going to say, six years, they can make him chair if they want, probably, Mm because all of us will have graduated. Honestly, though. And that's the bullshit, you know? And I think... I'm not saying I wouldn't ever be in academia, because I could still possibly imagine it. But the reason why I feel no need to, like, censor myself right now is because, frankly, this is all bullshit. And we're stating things that are embedded in facts. Right. You know? Like, at the end of the day, the job of professors in grad... Okay. You bitches are tenured. Here's the thing that be get- is getting me. Because I haven't been just frustrated with his behavior and the other men who've propped it up. There's also a lot of people who have been saying things like, you know... I'm frustrated that people are upset because I've been doing this thing for grad students. Mm-hmm. And that assumes that you are all individuals who are doing your thing mm-hmm. to do what you can. And when you're a tenured professor at a university, I don't care how radical you think you are, you have essentially agreed to be a part of a structure that is inherently capitalist at this point mm-hmm. and has absolutely no consideration for the individuality of the um, people who are contingent. Mm-hmm. And that is graduate students, adjunct faculty, 
etc. Mm-hmm. There's no care for any of that. And so it's all well and good if individually you support your students and you've done what you can to help out or, mm-hmm. you know, pay attention to things happening. But I can't see when people still... prop up exceptional stories as if, like, that's supposed to negate the whole facts of right. the fucked up bullshit. It's like at the end of the day, as a member of the department, you are part of the problem. You just are. And have being like, oh, why don't you guys appreciate this when, like, we're literally paid so little money. Mm. It's disturbing. It's, I mean, I can't even begin to explain mm-hmm. how low the stipends at UT are. In the, in the College of Liberal Arts specifically. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you pay grad students very little money, and then you tell us that we're supposed to be grateful when you occasionally give us nice things. And then also, like, there's a predator in your midst, mm-hmm. but, you know, you still have to hang out with him when he comes back in the fall because this is a collegial department after all, right? And, like... You know, you should be willing to be civil in order to succeed. You know, be civil mm-hmm. to the people who you need to be civil to to succeed. And, you know, I'm not saying that doesn't have its positives. I'm not saying it's not a good way to go 90% of the time. But frankly, that's how we all got to where we are currently in every capacity. Mm-hmm. So, like, fuck it all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and also fuck the, like, I idea that... I will take my degree and I will go do something with my life that hopefully mm. is not embroiled in some patriarchal enabling racist mm. like posturing bullshit because I am over it yeah I'm not totally I, I think the, the the heinous nature of this story because I think also one has to this is not even this is like um, like intra graduate student gossip where right. like I think most women knew word of mouth not to go near that man. Right. Where absolutely. like I think there's this kind of like code amongst women that like you just signal certain things exactly. and you're supposed to pick up on that. Yeah. I mean not to say that I those who didn't that hear that very don't early on. like deserve No, that. of course not. Um, yeah. But I think these are like these are what, you know, women have to do to kind of negotiate the torturous nature of these exactly. institutions. Um but like Fuck, man, like, now everybody knows, and you have tenured professors, full feminist professors, Uh saying that they reviewed the evidence and they found no issues with Cole Hutchinson's, like, regard for, like, graduate students. The report does say, actually, that he was found in violation of a few different things. But his punishment is up to the provost. And so, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. What you're really going to do to him, right? Right, right. Because he has tenure. And, you know, tenure is a great idea in theory, but when you're living in the fucking future dystopia that this is, mm-hmm. maybe not the best idea. But I'm, I'm speaking specifically about, like, um, the person who took on his position as the graduate student advisor and the current chair who, mm-hmm. like went oh, to the so defense. those are people who are discussed in the article, yeah. Right. If you choose to go read it. Right. Because we only honestly have touched the tip of the iceberg on this so far. Like, yeah. You there's so much to see. It's I guess the uh, so so the, the 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 heinous thing for me is that people who 
have defined fields for like including kind of identity politics <laughs> and I not not a flat footed way I will say like right. some of the stuff that like the people in charge write it seems I seems to fuck with it if I was still in English <laughs> I would I would imagine that I would fuck with it yeah. but the same people who are claiming to be feminists will like always put whiteness before that because I mean, white women just want to be white men they don't give a fuck about equality yeah. they just really and want it's their very power hard not to you know and I also think it's difficult mm-hmm. like not to be comfortable when you're in when you are one of the people who is secure with tenure even though you know the numbers are crazy even though you know most of your students you know most of the students who graduate don't get hired as professors Mm -hmm. you know even though you know that like grad students complain about the stipends a lot like they don't really get any of it and i think that's the biggest problem Mm -hmm. it's it's... because i went to a meeting last fall basically when when the first article jen chaplin yeah her creative piece came out Mm -hmm. um i was asked to go to a meeting with faculty to you know sort of represent student perspectives and yeah they were all genuinely shocked to hear that many female grad students were well aware to stay away from coal mm-hmm. well, well I don't know did I say genuinely shocked I don't know if it was genuine I think they know how to they perform they were performatively shocked yeah so um, which is not to say that it might not have been I'm yeah I'm just saying it's just there's, it's just you know it's too there's too much yuckiness Mm-hmm. happening and it's really affected a lot of people's abilities to finish their degrees over the last few years like it really has mm-hmm. I mean look at the people who we started the program with there's hardly any of right. us left right I mean I left after year three year two. Oh, were you there yeah, I was yeah, there yeah, 30 year three. and I left yeah I forgot yeah for yeah, dude. for not sexist reasons like racist but reasons racist as fuck reasons and involving Many of the same characters. Right. It's like a recurring cast. Enough, it is. Um, it's like a fucking season of American Horror Story. Right. Same cast, different story. Yeah, I just... I... This is, like, really bad. Like... Yeah. I'm not surprised that the people who we've talked about who are just straight up leaving. Like, deuces, yeah. bye. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could stay there as, like, a grad student if I was still in the English department either. I mean, the only... Literally, I'm staying by the skin of my teeth, okay? Mm -hmm. It is taking everything in me to be like, you only have 11 months. You can do this, you can get through it, and you can leave. Like, that's Mm -hmm. all that I'm telling myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really hard. When it's mm-hmm. just like, God, do I have to still like go to campus and like do the thing where I mm-hmm. pretend like everything's cool and oh, wasn't that such a weird blip on the horizon? Right. I just. Oh my God, you have to be in proximity to. Yeah. Oh, that nasty guy. I just, I mean, I am one of the few people, and I had, I have a lot of conversations about this with other guys. That I'm one of the few cis guys that is just like men are trash we're all trash like we need to understand that but there's there's something to that effect that like almost i just want to be clear that i make no room in my life for predators okay like i i just i have to draw there's a line there are lines yeah that's a thing men are trash but then there's just being literally a pile of human trash yeah 
just like a I mean using your power because we didn't mention this other part but he is now married to another person who was a student in said class mm. Oh, that was so. the other thing I wanted to mention. Is that, like, the other thing that wasn't really said about in the article, but just because we're grad students, we know. There are... A, there are other graduate student women who came to the defense of Cole Hutchinson. Yeah, and did. were still, in fact, working with him up to... Up through the release of the report. And, and possibly still to this possibly day. Possibly to this day. And still yeah. wanting to be his students. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, white women, I know y'all, some of y'all listen to this, what? and some of y'all need to listen to this, but what the white fuck? White women, y'all need to learn solidarity. Like, y'all really do. It's ugly. If there's one thing that living with white people has taught me over mm. the years, it's that white people will give each other up oh. for anything. Oh, yeah. Willingly throwing it under for the bus. anything. My It'd God. be like besties for life until you get offered something else. Mm-hmm. So yeah, y'all need to get your shit together. That that was just so messy. I could yeah. not. I could not. Like, how do you you actually <sighs> explain in a way this bullshit? I know. And that's like a like, core oh, you know. lack yeah. of humanity that I think no amount of feminist theory is gonna no, resolve. Exactly, and that's the problem. People say. Like, people get mad when people outside of academia say that academia is, you know, completely divorced from real life, right? And in many ways, it's like, yeah, you know, that's not really necessarily true. But in a whole lot of other ways, that is absolutely the fucking case. Mm-hmm. Um, especially a lot of this new theory I'll be coming out with these days. Post-humanist theory, by the way, with a few exceptions. So what you're telling me is, instead of talking about how white people won't let other people be human we're just gonna be like let's not talk about humans at all the human is passe yeah it's like wow all right cool i see cool cool yeah but whatever i'm i'm just really sad like i I think i've really given i didn't have a semblance of hope for white men but now like white women too like y'all are actually way more oh yeah so. Way more complicit than I imagine. I didn't realize what? that part of it was like Bitch, being evil to each other. Yeah, like that. That is new lows. It's some wild shit. I mean, I've actually asked a couple of my white lady friends, like, is it common amongst white women to like smile or like compliment each other just because you see each other? And they're just like, no, what? Like, because black women do that shit all the time. I see a random mm-hmm. black girl on the street, and it's like, oh, girl, I love your locks. Mm-hmm. Because that's just what you do. Life is hard out here. Yeah, black. So. I don't think white men have the nod either. No, of course they don't. Isn't it no. sad? They have that, like, tight-lipped, no-smile smile. Yeah, like... Mm. It's like, okay, Yeah, go. it's like you know it as soon as you hear it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so, I mean, you know, next fall, right, where, yeah. you know, all of this shit's Everyone's hitting the fan. gonna be back at school and things will be different and the investigation is over and you know yeah Yeah, it's it's been a time and i as much as i've you know the all i can say is that if i didn't have my dissertation chair i would have left many moons ago 
Mm-hmm. Like, she's the only thing that has kept me in this program mm-hmm. because I have been ready to be like, yo, how about I just go live in a cave in the mountains instead because I'm done with all y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so, you know, that is something. But I, I think a lot of why I have such a visceral distaste for Austin at this point in my life is because of so much of the energy that has been spew, you know, brewing in mm-hmm. the English department over the years. I'm just like, nope, get me out of here. I want to like smudge my path all the way to the airplane on my mm-hmm. way out. <laughs> like, like, bye. Shit, Goodbye. deuces. I dream. Oh my god, there was a girl who came to the one concert. By the way, um, the Philly concert in her graduation cap and gown. Oh, like, because wow. there was a graduation like at the stadium next door. I was like, bitch, if you don't come through, she said, I am going to see Harry Styles. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. Mm -hmm. Got her shit, walked over to the concert. Like a bunch of people started clapping when she was walking in her seat. Just like, yes, ho. Celebrate what really matters. Get your college degree and go see Harry. Mm -hmm. Come through. Priorities, too. Okay, but yeah, I dream of like literally leaving the graduation ceremony next spring and getting on a plane yeah. in my cap and tan my, fam- my tan and gown or whatever my family's like oh we're gonna we're so excited to go see you in a year graduate and i'm like oh my god that means i have to attend oh, yeah. to my own graduation ceremony really you wasn't planning to do that after all of this shit i mean after I, all it is we'll maybe? see my finances are gonna be shit after this i don't know what's that you have to pay for the cap and the well, gown. Yeah. Well, my, I told my dad he has... Well, you can rent them if you don't want to buy them outright. Mm. Which I actually... I don't know, man. I might want to buy might, it. But I, well, I've been wanting to buy it. Shoot. But that was also when I was planning to be in academia. Mm. But I, I made my dad promise to buy them for me like way back at the beginning of all this. Mm-hmm. So... Now I'm not gonna be. I'm still kind of like, yeah, but I want to just like hang it up like in a room somewhere. I was like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. got that cute regalia. Mm-hmm. Why not? Because I just love me some burnt orange. So. Oh, it is in burnt orange. Yeah. Fuck, I really hate that UT has colonized that color for. I know, right? For us, but whatever. What you gonna do? Um, Anywho. That's all. Is that it? Yeah, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> dead it's not even that warm your apartment is always warmer that's than this true. I'm I'm see so that. i got back from yoga and i'm like why am i all right <laughs> yeah well that's all from us for this week y'all we will get back to you later um hopefully in the next couple weeks that's what yes we're for, bi-weekly yes and you know we still enjoy making these and we'll yeah just keep doing it as long as we have the time new mic but you know we're not about to be out here like a crystal and kid fury like, no no in the studio I wish. rain or shine sure y'all want to throw us an endorsement oh Kurt, y'all want to give know? me some money i'll show up every Shoot. day my cash app is at mosley <sighs> so listen <laughs> my paypal is more than willing so email us at snatchpodcast at gmail.com if you're interested in giving us some money mm-hmm. and of course you can find us on soundcloud and mm-hmm. itunes and google play probably some other shit I yeah don't know. twitter yeah Snatch there's podcasts. podcasts everywhere you'll mm-hmm. figure it out I all right bye y'all see ya Save it.